Welcome to the Job Shop Show, where we talk with the owners, suppliers, partners, and customers of custom manufacturers. Listen and learn the secrets of top-performing job shops, the tools, techniques, and backgrounds that have made them successful, all in the quest of raising the bar for custom manufacturing. I'm your host, Jay Jacobs. Shazam! This is Jay Jacobs. Welcome to the Job Shop Show. Today, I'm back with Jeff Gorman to talk more about pricing. We will dive into how to get data in and out of the different software you are running in your shop and specifically talk about how this is done through CSV files and APIs, for example. Data is great, but if it's an island, meaning it is not usable or transferable in and out of other software, then its value is limited. And since ERP systems have lots of data, connecting to ERP systems is very important. If I was starting a shop today, any software I would select would have to be able to talk to other software. I think it's so critical that I would accept less functionality in software to achieve this goal over software that's awesome, but is that island. And by the way, this also applies to hardware like machine tools, as all hardware now gets its biggest gains from software. All right, let's go. Hey, Jeff, good to see you. Good to see you as well. What's been going on? What's been keeping you busy since the last time we talked? A lot of the same, but there's always something new. Definitely had a chance to talk with a lot of customers and users of Paperless in the last week or so. What about yourself? Well, we had a board meeting, and so we are continuing to structure the future of Paperless parts and lots of exciting projects, which we are in the midst of as well as new ones. And unfortunately, those are not the types of things I can talk about on the podcast, but it gets me jazzed up because there is so much opportunity, particularly right now in manufacturing. Let me ask you though, what are a couple of the most interesting questions that came up from your conversations with customers? It's hard to to choose just one thing that's the most interesting because everything is so interesting lately, but in the past week and Beyond that, I've been hearing a lot of questions relating to getting data in and out of paperless. So So. what do you mean by data? When somebody's asking you, are they talking about emails, data from an Excel spreadsheet, from an external website? All of the above. I mean, there, there's a few reasons. Let's start with getting data into paperless parts. You know, you, you got to get data into paperless parts in order to build your quotes in paperless and send them out of paperless, et cetera. And we all know that data is received in a variety of different formats. Uh, yep. You got customers emailing you files. You got people reaching out to you on the phone, text messages even. And then we have some more intricate means of retrieving data where you're going to your buyer portals and you're downloading request for quotes, maybe in the form of a CSV with a list of part numbers and quantities, yep. something like that. So there's a whole lot of ways that that shops are getting data and you, you got to put that all together in order to form a quote. And I'm assuming it's not only 3D files and prints, but there's probably supporting documents. And as you said, the, the email messages is content within the email messages or a text message. Yeah, text Texting is hard. It's not easy to scrape something from somebody's cell phone. No. I mean, if, if you really want it, you could just screenshot it and upload it right to paperless parts from your phone, but, uh, and you could view that, view that in our part viewer. But 
I mean, I've seen customers download .msg files, email body files, and upload those into paperless parts as a supporting document to their print or model. Yeah. Um, and you can view those email bodies right in paperless in the part viewer. You can collaborate alongside your teammates. That's actually new functionality that we support where you can download a, a .msg file. So that's when you download a, an email text file. Mm -hmm. um, so we now support the viewing of those uh, and we see a lot of them getting dropped into the system. So this is all data in. So can you be a little more specific? First thing I have to do is set up a quote, right? Exactly. So you got to set up your quote and that means dropping in all your part files. So let's call that a line item. You've got to create your line items. And then, like you said, there might be supporting documentation associated with each of those line items, like spec sheets, quality certifications, vendor RFQs relating to that part, material RFQs relating to that part, all sorts of stuff. So um, what I'm hearing though is there's information. Well, I, this is pretty cool. It's information that the customer is supplying the requirements of their quote but also then as an estimator, if, I, if I'm reaching out to my material supplier, maybe I'm getting a PDF from quote from McMaster Car or however McMaster Car is delivering that these days. So it's not, when we're talking about the data in, it's not only what the customer is sending us, it's any supporting information, which is, wants to be referenced not only perhaps at the prep of the quote, but downstream when you get an order and you actually have to make it. Right. And we're, we might be blending sort of the two, but with the first part being the customer data, there, there's an aspect of that where like loading that into paperless or whatever system you're going to be using is going to have some, some clerical effort there where it's not necessarily a skilled labor that's occurring where you're setting up a quote and there's ways that we can do that faster. So like with our API, we have endpoints where you can, you know, create your own forms to enter quotes in bulk, or you can read in .csv files as line items and quickly assign, stay, you know, let's load in a list of part numbers, uh, tell paperless what material it is, what the machining process is that we're going to use to make the part and what quantities we need. And let's drop that into paperless and create a quote. So there's... So a desired I'm an engineer and I'm talking to a shop who does not know what an API is and doesn't know what a CSV is and they are quoting out of an ERP system or Excel spreadsheet now. How do they get, this sounds really powerful, but how do they get from the point of no knowledge so that they have those forms or they're hooking to the API sounds complicated, but I don't think it is as complicated as it sounds. No, yeah, you're right, Jay. So I, I used a lot of acronyms. API stands for Application Programming Interface, and that still probably doesn't make sense or, or mean anything to most, but think of it as kind of a, a way that you can communicate with a, a web browser, a piece of software with code. So everything you do in paperless parts, if you're a standard user, is likely taking your mouse and clicking buttons and typing in information or copying information off of the screen and paperless and pasting it somewhere else. Yeah. So you can do all those actions through what's called an API. And we have all sorts of documentation on the internet that, that you can use to reference our what, what's called our endpoints and learn about what types of information you can 
retrieve, update, and edit on the fly through the API. Or you could just reach out to our support team if you're an existing customer and say, hey, I'd like to learn more about what can be done with your API. I'd like to learn how others are using your API. And we'd be happy to provide that info. Or, or if you're not a paperless customer, you, know, you, you can go right to our website and select get a demo and there'll be plenty of time to ask all sorts of questions in that process. So the API is a way to let the, the paperless parts application, in this case, the estimating application, talk to something on another computer or in the cloud without a person having to do anything or minimal effort. So it, it automates it. And, and I remember we used this quite a bit at Rapid with SolidWorks because SolidWorks has a, a good API. And the, the thing that people don't think about is the human error when you're copying information from one system to the other. Yes, it, 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 using API is so much faster, but the computer doesn't make errors. And that's the type of thing that bites you. So that was, to me, as powerful as the time reduction. Totally. And you make a great point there relating to human error. Probably the biggest way that our customers are using our API are through integrations to ERP systems. So let's take a, a mundane task like entering an order. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of space for human error there, fat finger a number or yep. you know, leave a part number off, something like that when you go and enter that into your ERP system. By the way, did you hear about the Citigroup brought down the European stock market the other day? The Somebody fat fingered an order. They caught it in a few minutes, but in the meantime, it caused the stock market for the country of Sweden, the basket uh, stocks to go down 8%. And then it, it was amazing what <laughs> we're, we're talking about. We put out the wrong number in a quote, but man, human error, that, that was probably tens of billions of dollars of non-recoverable type things, you know, and probably hundreds of billions of dollars of impact. It's crazy fat fingering. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely a large magnitude there. I, I don't know what the largest quote sent out of paperless parts is, but, <laughs> but for, 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 for the, for the, the shop, it's, it's one way to, well, what I used to always say is you, you price too low. You're always going to get the order. If you price too high, you'll never get the order. So it's not like you win some, you lose some. It's you always lose. Yeah. And that's a good point. And how we try to eliminate that and, and more, it's not just about margin for error. There's a, yeah. a lot of time savings too that that can be done when you have an ERP integration with paperless parts. So let's say you know your customer places an order and you know before you're using paperless parts, how this would get done is they'd send you a purchase order, or maybe even call you on the phone and say, you know, I want this, this, this. and then someone has to go in and punch that into your ERP system so that you know your inventory gets affected and you can kick off the job scheduling, all that. In paperless, when if you're sending the digital quote out to your customer and you can get them to buy into that digital checkout process, they go in, they're gonna select all part numbers that they want very specifically checking a box and say, I want this part number with this quantity and, you know, and this set of add-ons that you've offered me like when they do that, like a first article inspection or 
maybe exactly plating with quota as an option or something like that. Yeah. Yep. And what that's going to do is, so you, you've done two things. You pass off the clerical work of entering that order because now your customer is pushing the buttons. Two, you've, you've given them a, a nice checkout process that is in line with other technologies that they're using, such as amazon.com. Uh, and yep. then three, you've eliminated that margin for error on your end. So now you, know, you don't you don't have someone typing in the numbers. You don't have to pay them. And two, they're not going to type them in. So it, it's so hard to... You're, what you're talking about here, though, is data in when somebody's placing an order. And so that's also, it's not only estimating, it's different points along the procurement process. The other great thing is it happens instantly for the orders because someone has to do it. There's a queue. When are they going to get around to entering that order? Exactly. Just shows up. And your customer gets an acknowledgement on their end. They, they know you've received this thing and, and you guys are on it. So there's, there's two sides to it as well. Any other pieces of data in that you get asked about? Have you, when we're talking here, have you been real specific in telling me the answers that you give the customers? Is there anything more to it on data in? Oh, I mean, we could, we could go on and on with data in there. It comes from all over the place, but there's, we talked about data into paperless to start a quote. Then we talked about data into your ERP system when you, you have an order placed. But there's also this idea of data from your ERP system back into paperless parts now. So there has to be some sort of a closed loop here because when you're estimating in paperless, we're using your material inventories tables. You know, we're looking at your, your last known quantity on hand and all that when we're making material SKU numbers available for selection on a quote. Uh, so now when you get that order place, we need to go and update those tables accordingly for the rest of the quotes that you're working on. So this is all just kind of how that flow of data works down the line. And all of this that we're talking about is getting done via that API acronym we were talking about earlier. Right. So a customer is in a sense is data in as they're placing the order paperless parts, then does its magic and pushes out to the ERP system, the order and this is all going on through APIs. And then the ERP system talks back to paperless and says, here's the updated material inventories that may have been affected. And I'm exactly. probably simplifying this, but in essence, you have that bilateral communication with your ERP system. Exactly. I don't think I mentioned it when we first talked about it, but you can you can collect payment too at, at digitally from your customer. So as part of that quote checkout process, you can have them punch in their credit card info. And when they click checkout, there you go. Uh, so that that's data in maybe you know, in, in a different fashion. But Jay, is that valuable to have, you know, offload that task to the customer and also get the money up front via credit? Well, I like getting paid before I make the job. I don't know about you. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you like to get your paycheck before you started the week? <laughs> I guess you, I could just start thinking of it that way. Like any Thursday could just say, this is next week's pay. So yeah. now, you know, <laughs> but, but it doesn't quite work that way in a, in, in a job shop. That, that would be interesting. I wonder if you could pay your employees ahead of time, but you 
just like the credit card fee, you pay them 3% less or something, then they get their money before the week, but you save a little bit. Anyways, off topic, uh, anything else that's relevant about data in or data out? And what initiates that? Why do customers ask you about data in and out? Because it takes up so much time and it's not really a skill. So are the people who are asking you, is that the owner of the company? Is it the estimator? What type of person asks you that question? It's both. It, it's the owner, it's the estimator. And sometimes people are, they're asking it without even asking it uh, directly. So they're asking kind of sub questions that makes you wonder what ways we could do this more efficiently. So obviously an owner is going to be looking, I don't, this must be a job shop group thing, but I hear cost, quality, and speed mm-hmm. from, from people a lot. And if we're talking about data entry, there's a cost there because you have to pay people to enter the data. There's quality there because there's margin for error whenever there's data entry, just like you talked about with the UK stock market or whatever it was. And then you have speed because it takes time. So cost, quality, and speed. And data entry seems to be pretty low hanging fruit when talking about those three things. Because like I said earlier, it doesn't take skill to enter data. And we have tons of technology at our fingertips that we can use to make improvements with many of the processes that are being used today. This is a way that I try to communicate what Paperless Park's mission is. And if you think about it, there's all these different, what I call digital islands in a job shop. And what I mean by that is you have you talk about your email messages, your Excel spreadsheet, you have PDF files, you have your CAM programs, you have all these different inspection reports, invoices, order confirmations, all these different pieces of information and the systems are not talking to one another. So you many times have had to re-enter information and you have what I call these digital islands. And what we are starting to do is create the bridges between the islands, connect the data so that it doesn't have to be re-entered and it flows through the shop. And that reduces time, reduces error, which ultimately reduces costs. And that's what really I'm passionate about where we are helping the customers focus on what they do well, which is, and I always like to say, I want to get the owners back into the shop, which is what they know well, where they can add the value and get them away from these mundane tasks that are necessary right now, unless you have the automation, but it shouldn't be the owner of a company or a skilled estimator doing it. It shouldn't be anyone. It should just happen. It should be magical. So that's where I see there's so much opportunity in manufacturing and why it's so much fun. And and you get to see it. You get to see customers implementing this stuff. People can go home at a reasonable hour and not stay and quote. And And now a word from our sponsor, Paperless Parts. Making parts is a challenge. We all know that. But luckily, you don't have to go at it alone. Paperless Parts is there for you and has a publication called In the Shop. In the Shop features stories written by manufacturing leaders who, like you, are tackling these difficult challenges every day and sharing the solutions they've discovered along the way. 
You'll hear from people such as the founder of a small family shop or even the president of Mastercam, all who give us the tribal knowledge and tools we need so we don't have to reinvent the wheel in our own shop. You might even come across one story in the shop from a tech expert who has advice on digitizing that area of your business that is keeping you up at night. Another might be written by a shop president who's successfully hiring right now amidst the labor shortage. Whatever the topic and whomever the author, if you're in the world of manufacturing, I guarantee there's a story in the shop that you'll relate to or find helpful in some way. Head to paperlessparts.com forward slash in the shop to check it out. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe to get the stories sent for free straight to your inbox. I've got a question for you, and we can tackle this in, a, in another conversation, but to get it out there, are there any questions that come up again over and over that we have, might explore? I mean, it's a broad one, but everybody wants to know this. They say, why am I losing quotes? You know, mm-hmm. what, what trends can I identify in my oh. lost quotes? that might help me understand why. And people will ask more specific instances of that type of question, like how can I improve my win rate? Or you know, which of my quotes are most profitable? And so those are all of the same cloth, but, but slightly different questions. And now thinking kind of on that track of analytics improvement, you know, continuous improvement, there's also everybody wants to improve pricing at the end of the day, because that's your lever in, in those three questions that I just asked, you know, why am I losing? What right. am I winning on and, and, and how do I win more? So well, this is this is a great one to explore another episode because one of the hard things which I've had to learn is saying no. This is a teaser. Let's say that you quote titanium and your win rate is 2%. It really doesn't make sense to ever quote titanium and that automatically becomes a no quote. So there's improving your win rate, but there's also, maybe you are improving your win rate by no quoting. So many things to talk about there. Anything you wanna end the day with? This has been a great conversation on data in and data out. No, I, you know, I'm still thinking about getting data in and out of paperless parts. I feel like there's so much that, that, we, that we left out that we could have talked about there. Well, we could touch upon that in the future. And perhaps it's, it is information so that when someone's programming the part or someone on the shop floor, you got to be really careful about what information you ex- expose on the shop floor. But yeah, there's all sorts of ways to take those digital islands and connect those. Yeah. And there's also benefits beyond, you know, just time savings that we could probably explore too, like just having all your data centralized and and what does that unlock for analytics and, you know, team collaboration and all that. So So this is all related. Well, before, before we go, analytics, it seems like a sort of vague word. What does analytics actually mean? If someone comes to us and says what can you do for me and you say i can give you some analytics i would say well that doesn't really tell me anything what 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 am i getting if i'm getting analytics 
again is we could go on all, all day all right. about this too we'll, but we we'll, we'll hold that off for for another topic so it's i just view it as insight you know in into what's going on in your shop i mean most most shops and this is very related to what we were just talking about but most shops they don't even have all of their data centralized or accessible in, in a way that they can analyze it before they have paperless. And, and then once, you know, once they have that, they want to understand how they can look at it. Uh, so there's a whole lot of things you can do. You can slice and dice, say your win rate over each manufacturing process that you offer. So let's see what my win rate looks like for wire EDM, CNC milling versus turning and you know, laser Perfect. cut parts. And yeah. That's going to give you an idea of whether you're quoting one area of the business better than another, or if you have higher competition or less competition in, in one area or another, um, and maybe you have specific customers that you're winning more work from. So it, it all depends what you're trying to, to look at and understand. Well, fun talking to you. There is so many things that once you get the data in, it enables you to do and make your business better. Appreciate the time and we will talk to you next week, buddy. Yeah. Appreciate you having me and nice chatting with you. Looking forward to the next conversation. All right. For the listeners out there, lots to chew on, lots to think about. Are your digital islands connected or not? And until next time, keep those lasers cutting and those spindles coming away. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to the Job Shop Show podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. You can also leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Not only do I read every single one, it also helps me understand what content matters most to you. Thanks again for listening to the Job Shop Show.